everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Happy February rom-com month. That's right. That's right. We're about a week removed from uh, from Valentine's Day at this point. Uh, something like that. I don't know. Don't don't check our calendars. <laughs> There's no guarantee what what order anything gets released in. So. That's true. Okay. I but I can guarantee that. you it is at least after Valentine's Day or on it. Right. <laughs> So here's what I'm here. These happen. are the truths. Last week, last week, Josh made a mistake and it got edited out. This won't get edited out, though. Or is that next week, Josh made Who a knows? mistake? Who knows? Maybe next Did you predict the future? You'll never know. Tune in next week to find out which version is correct. The, you know, the multiverse theory applies here, too. <laughs> or go listen to last week to make all of this make sense. Love that. Love that. I'm, too bad Andrew wasn't here to be... Uh, just thoroughly confused by that yeah, because yeah. he never when Andrew is not he, in. He, he wasn't here for the first <laughs> one, so he's like, it's a lot. Oh, oh boy. Uh, anyway, rom com month. <laughs> we're talking rom com. This this week we're going to talk about what I think is fair to say is a little known rom com, a little bit of an indie flick. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie came out in 2013. Uh, it's called What If, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Zoe Kazan and Adam Driver. Um, as Mackenzie Davis, yo, Mackenzie Davis, yeah, yeah. And it's it's got one of your standard rom com structures. Daniel Radcliffe is like post breakup and he's kind of given up on society, uh, and he's slowly dragged back in with the whimsy of a new love interest. So, Garrett picked this movie. Tell us why. Yeah, so uh, as if you've listened to our episodes this month, you, you may have heard me say I am not the biggest uh, connoisseur of rom-coms. Uh, my repertoire is pretty slim when it comes to classic rom-coms, but I do like indies movies. And, I, and growing up, I, ha- I was a big indie um, person, and so a lot of my rom-coms are very indie-based, so this is one that I kind of fell into. Um, for me, it, it's not necessarily the story, as much as the package that it's delivered in for me on this movie. Um, it's quirky, it's awkward, it's charming for me. Everybody at some point in time makes a mistake. Everybody's likable while also being unlikable and you see their flaws. I think it does a really good job of painting both the good side and the bad side of people. <clears throat> Plus, the cast is just a home run for me. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe, A+. Plus. Adam Driver, A+, plus. Zoe Kazan, A+, plus. Mackenzie Davis, like all of them have this charm about them. Again, despite the fact that they may not be the best people, they are so charming and that comes across in the dialogue and how it's delivered. Um, and just them as people, as we have seen them uh, go from this movie where they were, with the exception of Daniel Radcliffe, who was very Potter famous, but everyone surrounding him, not as famous, and they have become so over time. And so for me, seeing this movie in theaters in 2013 and seeing them uh, grow to what they've become adds for me that level of charm, knowing that it just, for me, really reflects who I see them as now. And so I connect with this one a lot. Um, it's, it's, again, for me, very funny. I like the awkward indie charm, the soundtrack, the animation pieces that, that pop in there from time to time. Just all of that aesthetic um, is stuff that really calls out to me. Yeah, I agree. It definitely has that, like, and I don't even know how to describe it, but that 2010s uh, indie charm 
Uh, it's like it's like its own Instagram filter or something where you can just tell. And I like yeah. that. It's a compliment because um, I am just like, I don't know, attracted to that uh, thematically. But um, I think this is. I think this is the Daniel Radcliffe's first uh, post Potter film that I liked a lot. He'd done a handful by now that I never really connected with the woman in black. I believe that was like a horror movie and it just wasn't much for me. And then he also did the really weird movie horns that mm-hmm. um, I just don't think I appreciated like I hoped I would. Uh, but then this one, he really like, again, just uh, proved to me that he is a really good actor um, and not, not just uh, uh, you know, one trick pony with Harry Potter. Um, so I like that a lot. Um, and then Adam Driver is amazing. Love him. It's it it is just a very um cute little quirky movie. Um so I, I I would say I enjoyed it overall. I like it quite a bit. What do you think, David? Yeah, you know, um it was kind of interesting because it is kind of like a, a young it's a it's a young cast of people that we've all become pretty uh, for the most part come familiar with. I, I think that um you can really tell uh that it was it was well written in a lot of places. I feel like um, for me, a lot of anytime Daniel Radcliffe and the uh, female lead, um, sorry, Zoe Kazan, is that how you say, say her last name? I believe so. Anytime they were on screen together, it worked like everything, like it just felt so natural and it flowed so well. The dialogue felt um, realistic and funny and charming, but not like, um, not like so real, but it also felt like some there someone it, it was clever, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to being that sort of like realistic where it's kind of like dull to, to listen to it. They were very charming together. Um, and you know, it was some of the other characters, Adam Driver and and I think uh Mackenzie Davis, they were kind of uh boisterous and loud, and sometimes their dialogue was was a little bit less it, it didn't it didn't seem like it was written by the same person almost it was just kind of very over the top but i would say that the only thing that really dragged for me was was any time was there's a handful of times where it was um chantry is the name of zoe hang on oh. <laughs> hey. you? sorry I, meant to, I was trying to meet the mic but i was not fast enough sorry chantry you know because you um and uh it was anytime it's her and her friends it just felt like it was written by guys. It didn't feel to me natural at all. The way they were talking, uh, there was like, there was only like two or three scenes where it was just Chantry and her friends, but her friends just seemed so uh, not like how I've ever heard uh, people talk. So I, I, I had a bit of a thing with that, but you know, Hey, it's like you said, it's an independent movie. So sometimes these things are more focused on that core thing. And this is at its core. I'm going to say this and see if you guys agree with me. At its core, this is kind of a guy's romantic comedy. Um, it's for it's from Daniel Radcliffe's point of view. It's from the male point of view for the most part. And not to say that you don't see how Chantry feels, but it's, I think, a little bit more his perspective. And I think that there's a lot of guys who feel like they have been either like in a situation like Daniel Radcliffe or in the same situation as Daniel Radcliffe in this movie. Um, the original title for this movie, you guys probably know this, was the F word. Um, F word meaning friend. It got changed because basically everybody thought they meant uh, 
the other F the word, other F word, um, which I don't, I don't remember what our, our sensors, will, our, our, our various sites will let us say, but <laughs> right, right, right. No yeah, I think they were trying time. to avoid an R rating in, in, <laughs> yeah. in the United States. Because, uh, you know, and, and I, and honestly, it kind of makes sense. The F word, I don't immediately think of friend, but uh, yeah, it was, you know, the, to describe the story a little bit, Daniel Radcliffe has come off of a breakup. He meets this really enchanting girl. She has a boyfriend and they have just great chemistry. They decide to try to be friends platonically. And it has its ebbs and flows of whether or not it's working or not. He kind of wants to, he's hoping that maybe she'll end this relationship with her boyfriend will end. You know, she seems like she's committed to the relationship, but she also seems like she might not. It's really, it's really nebulous at times. So I think it also poses an interesting interesting, question. I think it's an interesting (laughs) examination of, of, of the friend zone. Right. And I think that's a fair question because, um, and I think that's what the, the, the movie I, I enjoyed that it proposes is Daniel Radcliffe is interested in, in Chantry as a, as a romantic interest, but they have a lot in common and you see them as a, as a growing, uh, friend. They, they clearly have a chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And so I think it poses that question of what do you do in that situation where you have this relationship and this friendship that means something to you. It's getting him out of the house. It's getting him, you know, past this trauma that he has added to himself and this relationship means something to him, but it can't mean what he wants it to mean. And so what do you do, whomever, man, woman, child, whatever, in that situation of this person means this to me and is clearly helping me, but I'm looking for this. So like, how do you find that balance of friend or more whenever they are, that other relationship can't be there? Is it possible? Well, and you know, Daniel's, character um gosh i've forgotten it already but wallace wallace yes. and uh wallace and and uh, alan played by adam driver they have the conversation that is always steeped around this idea of the friend zone of what are the three things you know like they, they call it three things what are the three things you can be i think they come up with a fourth one too but which is you can be sleazy and you know uh actively try to break them up you know and and just say for you know screw the friendship or you can be uh, conniving and work, you know, let's be her, be her crying shoulder and, you know, work, slowly work towards breaking them up. Or you can just, you know, pine for her for the rest of your life, knowing that you'll never be with her and just enjoying what you can have, which is the nice, which is the friendship, which is pathetic. And that, those are kind of a lot of the things that go into this concept that's been sort of, I think, popularized over the last 20 years. Uh, it may go back to the nineties. I don't remember. I, 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 I was, ten, I was a child then, but this idea of the friend zone of being wanting to move things to a romantic level, but the other person in the relationship, not being interested in that and whether or not it's, whether or not it's fair, any of those kind of questions, you know, I, I felt, I felt both bad for him. And then I also felt like I was trying to put myself in the perspective of someone else and say, like, should he just say, you know, this isn't going to work because it, it, it felt like, and I think a lot of guys who claim to be friend zone, this is how they think about it is there's this perspective of they're just waiting around until you decide to have sex with them. Right. And I think Wallace in this movie very much presents it as in his head as it's, that's only a, like that's secondary to it. I genuinely think I'm in love with you. And I want to be with you. 
in in every way. So like it's kind of complicated by that. But that's of course that's always how it ends up going. And of course in the movie that's how it get that's where it gets to is like you've just been waiting around skulkily waiting for me to dump for me to end it with my boyfriend so you can you know get me physically and it's like ah, i don't know i don't think you know it doesn't seem to be the case but it's easy to see where it could be misconstrued that way yeah well and then going back to your friends with alan well and going back to yeah and going back to what you said also about um you know doing it for the right reasons or whatever whenever he jumps on a plane to go to Ireland to break them up. That is, a, that is the wrong decision for him to make in that situation. That goes against everything that he has been saying because the motivating fact is he is now trying to break them up. This whole time that he has been you know, navigating the friend zone or, or however you want to call it, his feelings, he, he hasn't just expressed how he has felt. And I think that is the core of this message of whatever the end result is, you have to confront the feelings that you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and you can't do it like she goes off to be with him because she was confronted with the feeling in a situation that put her that made her uncomfortable. And it should have whenever she they went skinny dipping and proposed that I'll look if you look that changed the relationship. She went to Ireland. He flew after her to go break them up rather than at any point in time them dealing with their actual feelings in the healthy, proper way. And they handle it poorly each time until it comes back full circle. So I think pointing out those moments where they are wrong, even if they think they're doing for the right thing, is also important to see. Right. And I like that it rejects uh, some uh, the rom-com the rom trope of uh, flying across the country to announce your love or across the world to announce your love would be something that would be celebrated in the trope. Right. Uh, that would be a very happy moment, probably the end of the movie. But this one, grand gesture, you know. this one presents it as the problem that it is in that even though the outcome was like favorable, um, it was his intention being revealed that that set it all aflame. Because like, yeah, she did break up with him because she wasn't sure about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so like in the trope, it would have they would have like run into each other somewhere and been like, oh, my God, why are you here? You know, and he would uh, like, no, I instead he gets, she goes, I just broke up with him to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Instead he gets right. told how not cool that is. <laughs> yeah. Cause she, she had broken up and with the intent of saying, Hey, I broke up with him and let's explore this. But yeah. Yeah. Then, and that again, confronted the whole situation right. that you mentioned, David, of were you really just waiting around for this to happen? Did you try to, and I think it is an interesting dynamic of those perspectives where at any point in time, either one of them could have confronted those feelings and that situation they were in and avoided that. Yeah, as communicators, they they both totally suck. Uh, yep, they're they're terrible at it, and unfortunately, it doesn't end like any better for their communication skills. Uh, I mean that it's yeah, it's definitely a you know, I and you kind of feel for him because there he's in a situation where if he confronts if he if he comes if he comes clean, you know, either in front of with her. And Ben is there too, the the boyfriend, or without him. Either way, like it's going to be a situation where she's not going to say, "Oh yeah, I like you too." Ben, you're gone. Now we're together. Like it's basically if I come clean about these deeper feelings I have, it's just it, this the relationship ends. Right. You know, any any version of the relationship ends. And if you genuinely do like someone's presence in your life, and if they are, and she seems to kind of be a positive influence on his mental health, you know, like why would she, you know, he doesn't want to lose that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah. And so that's, again, that's why I appreciate this style of movie. Um, is, again, it's not the normal kind of rom-com that I stereotype. Um, yeah. And so it, 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 and it hits that aesthetic package that I uh, really appreciate. I wish we had delivery methods. I wish we had thought about getting a, like a, a, a woman's perspective on this too, is like from your, cause like I kind of can, I kind of try to watch it from that perspective, but it's kind of hard. It, it, so I, you know, I'm mostly relating more to Daniel Radcliffe in the situation. Right. And so it'd be interesting to see. And I bet the letterbox reviews will be very interesting for this as well. well and you know, earlier, yeah, David, you even yeah. said that this feels more like uh, a man's rom-com. And I think that's exactly that that goes back to that exactly is that as as men, we're getting a, more of the man's side of what he's thinking and everything than, um, you know, some of your more typical rom-coms do. And so it does feel like it was a movie uh, like written by a man made for more of a male audience, but not again. Like that sounds like it's a negative thing, but I don't think it is. No, and, and I don't mean I don't necessarily mean it as a negative, and I, and and even even the term like man's version, like it's just uh, exactly yeah, it's more yeah. so it's more just it. so the idea it's more from his perspective, right? Rom coms right. are usually centered around the well, group. and the idea of this friend zone is not typically typically men are in the friend zone, right? It's not usually the other but way typically typically as you see it online men complain about the friend zone yes when, girls may feel like they are also in that scenario of, of, of i course. have this guy friend i really like him but he's more interested in this type of girl and not me right. I, i'm sure it's a, i'm sure there's a element of universalness to it of like just being afraid to share your true feelings for a thought of losing the relationship entirely yes yes um, and, and i'm sure a lot of people go through that but in terms of over the last 20 years, it's been popularized by, I think, a lot of men and, and Hollywood as being this situation that dorky, nice guys end up in. Right. And it's, so it's cultivated this idea of the kind of secretly sleazy nice guy who's just waiting for you to lower your standards enough for him. You know, and I don't think that's necessarily the situation that you see in this movie, but it's tackling. No, this feels like the, on, the more honest portrayal of that. You yeah, know, it, it, where it's like he does somewhere in there. He wants to have his cake and eat it, too. But I don't think his intention is anything malicious. Yeah. Up until the end. <laughs> well, he literally you know, goes to break end, them up. I think that it, like they talk, they talk about romanticism, the two characters. And he's there's an element of him that in his heart, he is a romantic. And in his head, he's probably thinking about like we talk like you mentioned, Josh, all the cliche romantic comedies where flying to Dublin to profess your love is a big, big grand gesture of both money and time to say, Hey, this is how much I love you. And it's met with the, uh, in this movie, the skepticism that it, it probably should be more often or would be in real life. Yeah. Cause she um, says you could have told me this at any point in time, but you flew to Ireland yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good look, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it all, I guess it all works out in the end. I don't know how it works out for Ben, but uh, it is is messy. uh, It is a messy story, but life is usually more messy than I'll tell you what, though. The rom com, I thought I honestly thought that uh, Ben, her boyfriend, I thought he was dead minute, like, like (laughs) in this movie, he fell out. Spoiler alert, he fell out the window. I was like, dude, that should have killed him. I think he landed face first. 
He's killed that dude. And he's he like got too. he's got onion in his eye or a palapeno in his eye, all that. It was just a it was a very it was a very like uh oh, I was trying to think of an actor that would be in that situation. It was a very like it was very ghost of girlfriends past that moment of like it was very slapsticky slapsticky comedy kind of moment snuck in there. I uh I I also enjoyed the uh continued run of the Elvis uh Fool's Gold throughout yes. the whole thing. Yeah, um, that was a nice yeah. little way to tie them and and to connect them and as as the quirky, interesting people that they are. Um, and I also want to state how much ah, this movie before he was super famous made me love Adam Driver. The moment that he screams, "I had sex and I'm or I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos." This is the greatest moment of my life. His delivery of that line. Immediately, I uh, just loved him so much. Was so funny to the, the cracks me up every single time. It's so funny. I'll be honest with you, Garrett. When you reveal when I when that moment happened, and I realized this was what I, I this was the movie. This is a very popular TikTok sound. Is yeah. this? I just had sex, and I'm about to eat nachos. Oh. I assumed that we were a mere moments away from the TikTok sound of Adam Driver sitting in a diner going, "Good soup, good soup." <laughs> I was like, is this that movie? The Good Soup no, movie? That's Girls. That's from Girls. Yeah. Anyhow, I was ready for it. Good Soup. Good soup. Uh, I also kind of like that, like, you can, the time of the, the time frame of the movie evolves around uh, his character, Alan, and this girl, Mackenzie, who he just meets by a spur of the moment in the, mm-hmm. in the, at, at the, at a party at the beginning of the movie is just like their whole story going forward of like them, you know, dating turning out to be really cool with each other, getting married, having baby. Uh, it's all going on in the background. Uh, so very, very interesting. I mean, you know, I thought this was pretty interesting, well-directed. There was some fun stuff. I, I'll tell you what, though. The second that that uh, drawing came to life early on, I went, oh, gosh, dang it. It's one of these kind of movies. Ah, you know, see, I like the, it's a random weird thing that just doesn't, uh, you know, it's just kind of quirky. She's an uh, animator. That is the, that's so the 2010s thing. Yeah. indie, yeah. I'm quirky aesthetic. Like, that I know. So, so it's right up my alley. It's Nick and Nora's how. infinite playlist. It's, uh, yes, it's Scott Pilgrim. It's, it's all it. Yep. For all that is where my, for those keeping track, it's adventures of the rom-com, uh, you know, leading male types that we've had. Uh, I don't know if this will be our third movie or our fourth movie, but or, or our second movie. But uh, so far, we've hit sleazy, classy, and quirky. So we are working our way towards uh, something in, in our fourth movie. I don't know what exactly to call that, but we've got all of the types, all of the types of guys you like. You like sleazy, ghost. Got it. Got it. You like classy, British. Richard Gere. He's right there. Quirky, talking about Elvis sandwiches. Yes, you're right here, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I like it. it. This conversation wasn't really what I thought it would would be. So I'm uh, and I'm happy to report that I didn't think we'd spend so much time on the uh, moral conundrum of Wallace's dive into the friend zone. I feel like that's about all you could talk about. You're right, but I just didn't see it until it happened naturally. Because, you know, even while if if I was going to compliment somebody in terms of the production components and in terms of like from a performance standpoint, I kind of feel like for me to stand out actually is, is Zoe Kazan. I feel like she has this really, uh, she does this really good job of being kind of like, uh, she, you know, when she's non, when she's nonverbal, she kind of like tells you so much in her face with how conflicted she is about her 
relationship. And you can tell that she does care for Wallace, but knows that she can't act on it. And you can tell that she cares for Ben and, and, and knows that she doesn't want to in that relationship, that it's part of her, um, her part of her life. So I, I think, I, I think Zoe Kazan does a, an incredible job in this movie in terms of a performance aspect. Adam driver is really hilarious. And I think Daniel Radcliffe does a really solid job too, not to knock him off, but um, yeah. And then, yeah. So, I mean, what do you guys think in terms of performance as well? I agree. I think that he, the emotional performances are really good. I also think that you mentioned something about the female perspective of the friend zone earlier, and she says something to him about um, it's weird for, for guys to be friends. Like no guy wants to be friends with a girl who has a boyfriend is what she says to him at some point in time. So she, they do address the fact that there is again, a chemistry there. And so that kind of does very slightly add a little bit of her perspective of this friendship means something to me also. And so, you know, for him who cares about this person, you know, how do you, again, deal with that dynamic of, I want to be your friend, knowing that you have those feelings there too. And and this friendship means something on both perspectives. So it would be interesting to hear more of, of that side, um, to, to get a little, a, a bigger perspective. Yeah. But as far as the performances, I think the emotional performances that everybody has are quite good. And again, I think that everybody has a chemistry with each other when they are on screen for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. The performances are really good. Um, I like Zoe a lot. Um, she's also in the big sick, which is another rom-com I really enjoy. Uh, she's just got this genuineness about her, um, that, that, is just really fun to watch. And then Adam driver is such a good contrast to Daniel Radcliffe in terms of a friendship where he's just, you know, the loud boisterous one, like we said earlier, and Mm -hmm. Daniel Radcliffe is more quiet and reserved. Um, So seeing them bounce back and forth like that is, is really fun. I think it's a, it's a good group. It's a good group of, uh, of actors. I think it's well cast. Um, They feel like a believable friend group. Um, I did think it was interesting and very, very indie movie for the movie to be set in Toronto. You don't see a lot of movies set in Toronto. So at first I was trying to figure out where they were because I was like, I recognize a lot of this. And you know what? Got- yes, I'm glad you said that because yeah. it is like every rom-com is set in New York, L.A. or Chicago. So it was it is nice to see, even if it is another big city, just a different one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's nice to not have everything end in front of the Sears Tower or something. Yeah, no, it's very, and it, it was very, uh, you know, it made for the other boyfriend. cities exist. People fall yeah. in love in other cities. Yeah, yeah, you know, people are falling in love in Jackson, Mississippi, every week. You know, so every like, week. let's, you know, let's uh, let's let's spread the love. You know, branch out, let's branch out. You know what? They need those tax breaks, is what they need. You got to get those tax credits. Yep, 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 yep. All, All right. right well, I mean, do we want to talk about box office, or is there any let's other like? Final notes uh, about the movie. I don't know. I was trying to look up and see if I mean interesting. Interesting component here is that for a while in up for a, while, a long time, uh, the actor attached to play the lead role of Wallace was actually Casey Affleck, hmm. and for whatever reason, had to drop out and Daniel Radcliffe stepped in. So uh, it could have been a, a very different movie. Hmm. He became British. I thought also. it was Daniel. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, not age well. So not a ton to say about what if's domestic or a box office run, but um, it, it opened in, like you say, it was a 2013 movie opening at the Toronto film festival and it would get its uh, it would get its uh, theatrical release in August of 2014. 
uh, and would make um, not very much. It would make no. This is no knock. It only opened in twenty theaters, so it brought in a hundred. It brought in one hundred thirty-three thousand dollars in its opening week, which is the number thirty-three spot for that weekend. But only twenty theaters. In only twenty theaters. That's not bad because, you know, opening in 3,800 theaters was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which brought in 65 million. So, you know, a bit of an advantage for that particular movie. Uh, And the number two spot that weekend was Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three was Into the Storm. Number four was The 100-Foot Journey. And number five was uh, Lucy uh, in its third week. So, uh, you know, the movie would go on. Let me see here. The movie would go on to make uh, 3.4 million um in the united states and five million dollars overseas for a worldwide total of 8.5 which uh on an indie budget was probably was probably pretty fine is fine probably pretty good uh i don't have its budget in front of me but you know i, I can't imagine they spent too much on this uh i would imagine their most uh, expensive piece at that point in time would have been Daniel radcliffe maybe very well and, and it's possible he didn't take a huge paycheck for that um because they then they probably didn't actually fly to dublin um for the year of 2014 what if let's see here it's probably way down 3.8 uh there it is so it uh finished in the number 153 spot for the year of 2014 uh number one movie of 2014 was american sniper followed by hunger games guardians of the galaxy winter soldier and the lego movie so some fun ones in there some fun ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never get over the fact that American Sniper was the number one movie of 2014. It's just, no, it yeah. is mind boggling. Wow. It's, it's such Would a strange movie to be. It is a strange point. movie to hit the, the top spot. I mean, and Mo made most of its money in January uh, wow. when it came down to it. Um, because that's when it released, it made a ton of money. You know, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those, I wouldn't say dad films, but most dads probably do like it. It's a dad movie. You can say that, I think. <laughs> it's a very if Pretty Woman dad. is a mom movie, then American Sniper is a dad movie. Yeah, I, I tend to think of movies like uh, Ford versus Ferrari as dad movies. And <laughs> which American one goes Sniper to which parent? Is in a, yes, is in a very is in a different category. Some movies Ford, are brother Ford movies, but we'll get those, that's a get those another time. Uh, anyhow, so that's pretty much it for for uh what if in terms of its box office haul not okay. a lot but hey you know it was only in theaters for six weeks and it made, three, it made it made 3.4 in the united states so that ain't well, too bad we're still talking about it all these years later so i think that counts there for you, go. There you go. um let's uh let's have some fun with some with a handful of letterbox reviews here as we gear up to guess what the community has rated this movie so of course we'll start out with the most popular reviews um the top one is just a quote I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos. Oh, yeah. That is the top review. Then we've got um, Mackenzie Davis smoking four cigarettes at the same time is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. See, I was, I disagree. Uh, Most most underrated rom-com of the century. Whoa. Uh, Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis make the weirdest pairing and I loved every second of it. And then (laughs) uh, I really identify with the moldy banana Adam Driver uses as a metaphor for Daniel Radcliffe's sad, lonely, lost, pathetic character. <laughs> um, so then some bad reviews. Uh, this one is a half star that just says, insert loud shark noise. <laughs> <laughs> half star, this was so bad, LOL. Um, I think that review could go for a lot of things. Like you could use that for a lot of movies. 
<laughs> once, I once walked past Daniel Radcliffe and I'm still scared. I also hated this movie so much that even Adam Driver couldn't get me to finish it. <laughs> and then finally, as lame as that weird ass sandwich they keep making. Uh, that sandwich sounds delicious. <laughs> delicious. It was Man. fine for me till they added the bacon. I was like, I was like, oh, the bacon. The letterbox, the letterbox people are so funny. They're all over. I, the I, you you can have a great time reading letterbox reviews. You can get some of the most insightful reviews you've ever read on letterbox, and then you can get some <laughs> reviews that I honestly, it's like ha- these people should be writing for SNL or something. Right? They they're they're it. just as honest in like yeah. half the words. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, like, so, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to guess where, like, where a, are we leaning here? I'm going to guess like a 3.3. I know what it is. I'm not going to guess. Oh, that's right. I forgot that you were, you were the one. So uh, 3.3. Oh, I kind of want to go a little higher, but I don't want to go too high. You know what? No, I don't. I want to go lower. I want to do 3.0. 3.0 for Josh and David. You said 3.3? Yeah. Hoping. All right. Based on the reviews of Letterboxd, with David is our winner. 3.2. Ah, very, very close. Man, I should have gone with my 3.2 guess, I was going to say. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what, boys? That ties it up at the top because now, well, depending on which episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All tied up. This is my I new favorite. It. Nobody like I just keep it's it. My I'm new favorite bit. through our episode. What is, day is this is episode it? coming what out? Day? Second or third? So all anyway. I can guarantee you is that it's February. Yes, yes, it is February. So happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, or we hope you had a happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Now, what do we give it? Um, Three and a half, but I wish I could do three seven five. Yeah, I'm I'm also gonna say three and a half, but I wish I could give it. I wish that Letterbox would allow me to give it like a three four. I will equally tie with the three five with the asterisk of this is a five star movie for me. <laughs> this is a three star <laughs> movie. I get this is a three and a half star movie. I get it, but for my aesthetic and my nostalgia, the package that it delivers gets the extra. That's uh, fair. Start. Not wrong with wait, that. Wait, so are you giving it a five star or are you giving it a four star? I'm giving it a five star review based Whoa. on my own personal go. feelings. That's I gonna but I'm saying that as it's a real good. reviewer, I will give it a three and a half, but my personal review, five stars. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I yeah. understand that the message is is three and a half worthy, but for me, the aesthetic is five star worthy. Well, there you go. Well, then, you know, you either meet yourself in the middle there or you just give it what, you know, what does your heart say? You did, My yeah, heart just, says five stars, baby. I will never listen, watch this. Movie. Hey, and then you didn't even five stars. Yeah, that's what listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. That's all what right. Valentine's Day is all about. That's what Valentine's Day is all about. Uh, okay. Find us online for more movie reviews. Uh, so many sequels.com. You're going to find links to our show there. We got YouTube. We got all the podcasts. Um, social media. We don't just make this show. We also make fun videos on TikTok, on Instagram, on whatever, whatever. Uh, so follow us on all those. Uh, you know, we're always sharing interesting movie news, funny memes, videos. You should follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for even more, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sony Sequels. 
uh, you can subscribe to one of our currently two tiers on that platform. Um, if you've ever really enjoyed the show and you would love to support it, that is a great way to do it. So check that out. Yeah, you can join us. And that's a way that you can get access to our Discord and you can talk with us about movies all the time. That's true. You can talk to us um, whenever you want. That's yep. a good and it's not like that money just goes into our pockets. You know, that's going to go to help us uh, maintain our website. That's to, the idea. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it'll pay for this uh, Zoom account. Maybe. Or, uh, whatever other uh, uh, accounts we want to make for this type of thing. So, you know, you're helping keep the show going, really. No, it's not just not just for us to fool around with, huh? Yeah. Right now, we're basically poor doing this all on our own. Yeah. Mm. Help us out. Help us. It's true. It's true. Help us. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. See ya.